What's up, guys? Kels Charles Mary here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday. Uh, we have another revenge game on our hands this week, and uh, we have someone here to help us break it down. Friend of the pod, should we say? I love it. Um, Megan is correct. The big one this weekend. I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be a really big proof point for this Dallas Cowboys team. So to break it all down, we brought in Johnny Venerable, our dear friend, and also the beat writer for PHNX. So Johnny, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. Excited to talk some football with you guys. I know. It'll be good. Um, Okay, so... (laughs) Both these teams, I mean, I was kind of, I've, I've been breaking down this matchup and I can't help but think that this might be the closest that the Dallas Cowboys have to looking in the mirror when it comes to facing an opposing team that has similarities you know, to them, quite frankly. You yeah. look at like Kyler Murray with the mobile quarterback, you've got some strong defenses, you've got offensive weapons. Like granted, you know, again, it's it's something where, you guys have a couple more injury issues than I think we do at this point. We still have our fair share, but um, what what's the vibe in Arizona right now? I mean, it's coming off a three-game losing streak. This team has such a strong start, and they kind of backed their way into a playoff position. So are people believing in what this team is putting on the field, or, or where's everyone's head at? Uh, not great. No, no one feels <laughs> super confident right now, especially when you consider – like you mentioned, Kelsey, this team was 7-0 and to begin the year. And up until last week, they had spent the entire season atop the NFC West. And now with three consecutive losses uh, and a couple just in really horrifying fashion, they got blown out at Detroit. They are now in position where even if they were to win out, they don't control their own destiny in the NFC West. The LA Rams have to win week 17, week 18, and they win the division. So for a Cardinal team that, yes, before the season – was basically playoffs or bust. I think certainly we have to reevaluate that considering how, how well they started. I mean, they were 10 and two heading into this pivotal three game stretch against the Rams, the lions and the Colts. A couple of those, those teams grossly undermanned and the Cardinals really just have not been able to put together a complete game. And it underscores the issue with this organization as it relates to Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray in the month of December, they are grossly under 500. They haven't been able to close seasons out. Um, they start fast, but then goodness, when, when things go poor, they go really poor. And like you mentioned, they're dealing with injuries, no Deandre Hopkins, no JJ Watt, uh, a couple of their key players in the secondary, Robert Alford, Marco Wilson are banged up. So right now they are, they're saying all the right things publicly, but I, they're limping to the finish line. Yeah. I, I think for me, I look at, you know, your last couple of games and I'm not going to laugh at a Rams loss or even a Colts loss, quite frankly, the one to me that sticks out that kind of mirrors again, the lions feel like your Bronc, your Cowboys Broncos loss. I mean, that just feels shocking to me. They got off the plane that day in Detroit and thought the lions would just roll over because they're the Cardinals and, and they were 10 and three at the time leading into that game. They had an opportunity. If you go back and look at the schedule to become the first team in NFL history to start the regular season eight, no on the road while winning every road game by double digits, which is unbelievable. We're, we're thinking, okay, this is a historic team. And then they go out and they have that kind of performance against Detroit. You can't explain it other than Kingsbury, Murray, defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph. No one took them seriously. 
And that is a complete indictment of this franchise's headspace. This is December football. You want to be like the Cowboys. You want to be peaking at the right time. Right now, the Cardinals, I, I think, just thought that they could sleepwalk their way, certainly into a division title while contending for the number one seed. And, and right now, it is absolutely biting them in the ass. It's crumbling all around them. And, and Cardinal fans are rightfully frustrated. So I think one of the things that like I'm noticing is that you guys – there's a lot of criticism on this, on this team, as you just mentioned. And Kyler Murray said, you know, he came out in a recent interview and I saw you retweeted it and he talking about how, Hey, listen, like, we're not that far off. Like if you actually look at the tape, we're not that far off. Like, what do you feel like is missing from this team? Because I feel like that has been a narrative for this Dallas Cowboys team. Again, like you look at all the pieces on the field, right. And you're, you have every reason in the world to just go out and kick everyone's ass. And then you don't. And you're like, what what just happened you know because we should right. for all intents and purposes like we should be just killing it so like what how close are they really and do you feel like it's something that can be fixed like this week or is the Cowboys really going to be a true test for them to see if they can be the team they were at the beginning of the year yeah they I don't think they have the horses right now defensively to keep up with Dallas I mentioned the injuries in the secondary Robert Alford was playing good football he's got I think a a pectoral injury that's knocked him out onto IR. Marco Wilson, who's been a, a fourth round rookie godsend out of the University of Florida, he's banged up with a shoulder, hasn't practiced all week. I mean, that's two thirds of their starting secondary as it relates to their cornerback group. Then you talk about going to get up against Dallas's trio or even foursome of receivers. Yeah. It's the most talented group the Cardinals have faced all year. And then you couple that with the fact that really outside of Chandler Jones right now, no one is getting consistent edge pressure. And their, their second leading sack artist in Marcus Golden's out with COVID this week. So I, I think for the Cardinals to be able to be competitive in, in, in this game, it's going to have to be on Murray in the offense. But right now, and you've seen kind of a trend here, starting with the Rams game, the offense has had sub 20 points in each of the last two games. They have not played good, consistent football. DJ Humphreys, their, their you know, prominent left tackle, mispracticed today. That could be another COVID-related issue. So really, if, if the Cardinals want to win this game, Kyler Murray, once again, has to be great at AT&T Stadium. He's got to match Dak and company score for score. Is he capable of doing that? Absolutely. I still think there's enough talent in this receiving core with Christian Kirk, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore should be back. And then they acquired Zach Ertz, who's had you know a, a pretty good track record against the Dallas Cowboys. They should be able to put points on the board. But I mean, right now, until I see it happen, in the calendar month of December and January, you know, we all have reason to be skeptical. I guess like one of the things, and Meg, I don't know if you feel the same way. And I, you know, obviously like I'm, I can never escape my inherent true Cowboys fan, which means that I don't, I have trust issues. (laughs) And I think rightfully so. And so I was taking a step back and I was like, okay, like four game win streak, like three on the road, come home and, and get one with conviction. Like the Washington game was amazing and not just an incredible victory but I also think a good moral victory for this team too just to sure. be like, all right like we can good teams kick the ass of bad teams and that's exactly what they did but I also look at these teams and I'm like okay so we play Washington and then it was backup quarterback with Giants it was backup quarterback before and then you have another backup quarterback so it's like we're it's not like we're playing these incredible teams and they should be winning them. So I guess I'm, I'm not feeling, I'm super excited about where this team is at, 
but I don't want that to get to this team's head because I'm like, listen, like it's, if you look at quality of victory, I'm not sure it's up there as high as some other teams are at this point in time. Yeah. And I think that's fair. And you look at the landscape, the NFC East compared to the NFC West. I mean, the East could very well have two um, teams in the postseason, depending on how Philadelphia finishes the, the NFC West by all accounts should have three with LA, the Cardinals and, and the San Francisco 49ers. So I don't, I wouldn't discredit what Dallas has done because I mean, you watch these games, you use the eye test. They're, they're a legitimate contender, especially in an NFC landscape that really outside of green Bay is, is pretty wide open. And I think green Bay is a little bit vulnerable, especially defensively for me and the Cardinals. I mean, the, the line right now is roughly five and a half in favor of the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, give the Cowboys credit. I think I saw their 12 and three against the, the spread this year. Mm-hmm. So that would tell you that, that, that more than likely you're gonna, they're going to win this game by, by close to a touchdown. Um, I think it really, it speaks on the fact that the Cardinals, even with their, you know, sometimes loaded roster, as it may appear to outsiders, I mean, Kyler Murray is a tremendous talent, but he has not shown the ability over the course of a 17 game season, unlike a Dak Prescott to, to put together a complete year. He was injured this year. He missed three games. He's been subpar, for lack of a better term, in the month of December. I mean, this is this was really a stretch for Kyler Murray, especially without DeAndre Hopkins, to say, hey, listen, this is my franchise. This is my organization. I'm going to come out and carry this team on, on our back and route to a division title. And, you know, he and, and Cliff Kingsbury, they haven't been able to do it. So I do think the Cardinals play better as underdogs, and I think they will be motivated to play well in this game. I just, at the end of the day, I mean, talent wins out in the NFL – I think the head coaching is a wash currently. I think Kingsbury's been fine and, and McCarthy is what he is. I just think Dallas has has too many elite skill players offensively. And then, of course, you look at the defensive side of the, the ball and, and Dallas is playing some of the best football with some of the best young blue chippers defensively in the NFL when you talk about what Michael Parsons has been able to do and goodness, that, that secondary. So, again, I think the Cardinals are going to play well. I just I don't think they have the horses to win this game outright. So... I kind of want to get your thoughts because and we'll obviously have into the defense and some of these individual matchups here in a minute, but I feel like Dak and Kyler have been two quarterbacks that have been frequently compared, you know, let's say like young mobile quarterback can kind of do a little bit of everything. Do you feel like it's a fair comparison or do you feel like one of them at this point in their career has more of an edge than the other? Well, I think Dak was drafted in a more stable environment and being able to learn from Tony Romo, even in that brief amount of time, and was was not gifted, but he inherited an elite offensive line, an elite running game. They've surrounded him with, I, I think, high caliber players. And yeah, the organization's been a little bit unstable, but, but for the more, most part, they're never terrible. Kyler Murray inherited the worst team in the NFL and the worst <laughs> offense in the NFL of the last 20 years. Uh, that 2018 team, historically, was one of the worst offenses we've ever seen, uh, especially as it relates to modern football and the rule changes that should benefit the offense. So he, he inherited a tire fire. And so I always like to give him the benefit of the doubt, thinking about where this team was with the Josh Rosens of the world, right? So they've, they've improved each of the first three years. I would still say right now, looking at it, you know, 5,000 feet uh, above ground, Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott are probably neck and neck as top 10 quarterbacks. They're not in that upper echelon with, you know, Russell Wilson, when he's at his peak, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, when Deshaun Watson plays, I think they're in that next tier of like six through 10 and it's interchangeable on a given week. I do think Dak 
to me is a more refined intermediate to deep ball thrower of the football. He's more consistent. Um, whereas Kyler Murray brings that electricity with his legs. And I, I think he's more prone to the big play. What you'll see on Sunday and what's been pretty prevalent all season is Kyler Murray and to a lesser extent, Cliff Kingsbury, they're addicted to the big play. <laughs> and I, I just think that when things aren't going well, they're just, they're trying to heave it up on second long, third and long, and there's no rhythm to their offense right now. And you can do that early in the season when everybody's healthy and you have DeAndre Hopkins and it's kind of backyard football-esque. Sure. But I, I, I envy the Cowboys and what they're able to do because they can play ball control. They've got a plethora of, of quality skill players. Dak is, is, when he's on, he's incredibly efficient and it looked like he snapped out of his funk last week. To me, I just... He, he uses his mobility as a kind of a benefit, but he doesn't rely on it. And sometimes the Cardinals, especially with their offensive line inconsistencies, they, they're too reliant on Kyler's mobility. He, he escapes a lot of sacks. So I would probably give the edge right now as just a pure quarterback to Dak Prescott. He, I mean, he's already been to the divisional round. I know that was his rookie season. He's been more consistent. You saw what they were and what they weren't last year without Dak Prescott. And that doesn't, that's not a knock on Kyler Murray. I just right now, Dak's more accomplished in my opinion. So you talk a lot about how it's it, this, this you know, team relies on Kyler to kind of escape sacks. And then he and Kingsbury are addicted to the, the big play. And while this Cowboys defense has notoriously this season been incredible with takeaways and the turnover margin, they've also given up the big play as well. And that's kind of the give and take of being as aggressive as they have been. But that being said, how do you feel like Kyler will fare against this Cowboys defense that really truly is healthy again and firing on all cylinders? I mean, you have DeMarcus Lawrence back in the mix. He gets his first career touchdown last week. It feels like this Cowboys defense is honestly giving the Cowboys offense a run for their money in terms of not only keeping the team in the game, but scoring points. Yeah. I mean, they haven't allowed over 30 points since that, that Raider loss, uh, I believe on, on Thanksgiving when, like you mentioned, they were, they were decimated by injury and then they subsequently haven't given up more than 20 points since. Now I know you mentioned they, they played a bunch of backups and a bunch of teams that have been depleted by COVID. They've got Washington two of the last three weeks, but I, I do think they're the real deal. What I would imagine the Cardinals try to do because they are limited right now in a lot of what they have at, at the skilled position with Rondell Moore being banged up and you've got James Conner now coming back. Uh, he missed last week with uh, a lower body injury. Chase Edmonds looks good returning. I think they're going to lean on the run game as much as they can. Um, again, I, I Kingsbury, like I mentioned earlier, will get away from that too quickly in my opinion, but I do think on script, the first, series we see out of the Cardinals is they will do their best to keep Kyler Murray upright uh, and away from the Micah Parsons and, and, and the, the Lawrence's of the world from running the football and, and being efficient three to four yards per carry. Um, and when the Cardinals commit to the run, they can be really effective. And that's when you can mix in the RPO with Kyler Murray and they keep, keep defenses on their toes a little bit more. Will they stick to it all four quarters? You know, that remains to be seen. I mean, they had a lead against the Indianapolis Colts 13 to 12, uh, in the third quarter last week, and then subsequently decided, let's just throw the ball seemingly every play of the rest of the game. And that, and that bit him in the ass. So they have to play their most disciplined game since the first half of the season to be able to win this game. You know, last year when these two teams matched up, I mean, there was no Dak Prescott. I think Ezekiel Elliott fumbled like two or three times. 
That's why that game was as lopsided as it was. And oh, by the way, DeAndre Hopkins played. That's not going to be the case this time around. This is a much more complete Dallas team. And it's a reason why I just checked the line. They're upwards of, of a six point favorite now. So I, I think the Cardinals will do their best to slow the game down and keep Dak Prescott and company on the sideline with a methodical run game. I just don't know if that's sustainable through four quarters. Sure. So you kind of just alluded to it right now. I, I feel like you feel pretty, you feel pretty good about your pick in, in choosing the Cowboys to take this victory come Sunday. But let's just say if we were to play devil's advocate and, you know, as the Arizona Cardinals are game planning, like running the ball, you think it's going to be a key. Like if they're going to get the victory, what are some areas that you think that they can't exploit? I would say if the Cowboys, you know, if Dak Prescott's off his game for whatever reason, the Cardinals secondary does boast Buda Baker, who's an all pro safety, Jalen Thompson, who's their de facto strong safety. He's been fantastic this year. And then Byron Murphy, can haul in an interception or two. Um, and then I, I would imagine that we will see because of the COVID issues that they have at outside linebacker, Isaiah Simmons, the eighth overall pick last year, slide into outside linebacker opposite Chandler Jones. So there may be an opportunity to exploit Dallas up front and maybe get Dak Prescott in some uncomfortable situations. The, the frustrating part for me is, you know, as a fan of this organization, I watch what Michael Parsons has done, and, and he was a supremely gifted athlete coming out of Penn State and a higher-rated prospect than somebody like Zavin Collins, who went 16th overall to the Cardinals. Uh, but they played the same position at the college level, and yet Parsons has been able to grow into this role and was given every opportunity to succeed or fail early on. And Zavin Collins, kind of the second consecutive year where the Cardinals aren't playing their first-round pick at linebacker. Um, I don't think that's going to change this week. That's kind of a subplot where a lot of fans who maybe don't follow this team are asking me, why isn't Xavier Collins playing? If there's a game to unleash him, I think it's this game, especially with the way Dallas is able to run the football. Xavier is that prototypical three down linebacker. He's the best Cardinal linebacker against the run. I personally would like to see him play more on the offensive side. James Conner has been a godsend for this team. Um, his yards per carry doesn't do it justice. I know he's, He's approaching 20 touchdowns on the season, which is just phenomenal. If he and Kyler Murray and Chase Edmonds can get into a groove on the ground, you know, they're, both of them are tremendous pass catching backs. If they're able to control the clock and most importantly, if they don't turn the ball over, that's the Cardinals best recipe for success, forcing Dak with some pressure off the edge from Chandler Jones into some errant throws and the Cardinals take advantage by running the football. Um, super sidebar. Is Buda Baker like one of the, greatest names in the NFL currently because I feel like the answer is yes yes and his personality matches that he is like the most chill down-to-earth guy if you ever watch his like Instagram <laughs> stories we've been able to interact with him of course at, at team press conferences uh, he he is the epitome of like the the cool NFL player that you want to be around um and you know his his stature i mean he's not overly big either but man he's he's on a trajectory right now he's got four pro bowls in five years he should be an all pro for the second consecutive year he's got a sneaky kind of hall of fame start to his career and and the cardinals if if anything they've been blessed with elite safeties from adrian wilson to tyron matthew to now to buda baker it's one of the positions they are able to get right yeah i honestly feel like it's been one of those things where He's been so impressive and it's just really fun to like watch him thrive. I mean, I'm personally a fan of him. Like 
I, I know, you know, obviously I'm a Cowboys fan, but at the end of the day, like when you start to see like these guys just having incredible seasons and they have these like rock star names, you're like, how can you not be a fan of it? Like, how can you not be a fan? Yeah, he he was somebody I remember that draft fondly in 2017. The Cardinals took uh, Hassan Reddick in the first round, and a lot of people thought they maybe be in the Mahomes and the Watson, Mitch Trubisky sweepstakes. They didn't opt to do that. So the second round came around, and I, I remember they traded up in the second, the top of the second round, like pick, I think like 30 something, 36 maybe. And I was convinced they were going to take, do you remember Deshaun Kaiser who went to Notre Dame? He was oh, yeah. a quarterback for a little while. Oh, I yeah. was convinced that's who they were taking. They had worked him out. They had had him in for a private meeting the week before the draft. And they took this safety, this undersized safety out of the University of Washington. And I'm like, oh, that's an interesting decision. I like him as a player, but, you know, maybe what are we, what are we going to do with quarterback? And the ironic thing is he went one pick after the Seahawks who, Buda Baker was right in their backyard. They took a defensive tackle, Malik McDowell, who was a, a massive bust. So Cardinals don't get a lot right in the draft, but they got that right. I love it. All right, my friend, last question for you before I let you go. What is your final score prediction or do you have one? Yeah. Or do you even care um, to give a crazy prediction if you think that something wild's <laughs> going to go down this weekend? No, as much I've watched this team in person almost every every game this year. I think that they've they've hit a wall. And um I, I believe in Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray long-term, and I do think that it was important for them to, to get to the playoffs this year. And, hey, if we had just talked about them, like, trending like the Colts are, where they they started slow and they're coming on now, everybody would feel differently if they were at 10-5, and five, if that were to happen. But, it, man, it's just the way they've looked upwards of the last month. I think Dallas is a force to be reckoned with in the NFC. They, they're too talented. Dak Prescott, I'm too big a fan. I, I would say – Dallas wins this game. I would be shocked if they don't score 30 points. I'll go 30-24 Dallas. Dang. All right, my friend. Well, you heard it here first. I appreciate the inside look. That was um, very educational. I personally think this is going to be a shootout. It's going to be super fun. I think that this Dallas Cowboys team is motivated to prove that, hey, even though we have been playing backup quarterbacks and the like, like we are the real deal. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a fun one for sure. I just hope, yeah, it's the last few games haven't even been entertaining to watch. Uh, (laughs) I would, at this point, just let the Cardinals and and the Cowboys maybe be a one score game in the fourth quarter that that will get everybody's money's worth. I think. I love it. All right. Well, tell the good people where to find you, what kind of stuff you're working on and all of that goodness. Yeah. So I am at PHNX at gophnx.com. We are a new media digital company thriving here in the Valley. I am, uh, a beat writer for the Arizona Cardinals. Obviously, you can follow me on Twitter at Johnny Venerable, J-O-H-N-N-Y-V-E-N-E-R-A-B-L-E. I would also encourage you to follow our PHNX Cardinals account at PHNX underscore Cardinals. We do live shows uh, four times a week. We've got podcasts and content almost seven days a week. And of course, you can check all that out and more at gophnx.com. I love it, my friend. Thank you so much. And guys, I think we lost Megan to technical difficulty. So I'm going to close it out for us. But um, make sure you are subscribing to the Blog and the Boys podcast. Be wherever your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Also, make sure you're following Meg and I. You can find Meg on Instagram and Twitter at Meg Murray with four R's. I am on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. And Johnny, I'm sorry, we always say this um, as we close out because uh, it's just what we do here in Dallas. But it's 
Dallas forever, Philly for never, and uh, birds are not real, but <laughs> we'll see you come Sunday. Thanks. See you guys later. <laughs>